All right, good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm excited and happy to see you all here on this brisk fall day. Um, we have a, a couple things to tell you about before we get into our worship service. One thing I wanted to remind you, uh, next Sunday we will have communion. So please remember to bring your own Jesus. Um, if you uh, do forget, we do have some prepackaged Jesus, um, but otherwise just some bread and juice will we'll get you set up for that. Um, and we will celebrate uh, communion together. The other thing uh, that I want to do before I hand it over, um, in your, or attached to your bulletins, there's a red slip of paper about yay big. Um, we are uh, asking for some input about how we are looking forward, or what we're looking at going forward in terms of worship as the temperature gets colder. Um, so if you would be willing to please um, check one of the boxes um, and then put it in the offering uh, box when the offering box comes around, we would really appreciate that. At AdBoard this week, we're going to be uh, kind of looking at it and trying to figure out what our options are, how can we best keep everyone safe and healthy, uh, but also keep us from all turning into popsicles. So... Um, so if you could please do that, that would be awesome. And now I'm going to turn it over to you. Good morning, church family. Boy, I even get hunks too. All right, <laughs> uh, we have a couple of announcements this morning. Uh, first of all, we are still doing the pink bulletins for Breast Cancer Awareness Month for the month of October. Bible study. If you turn to the last page in your bulletin, you'll see there's going to be an Advent study this year. Uh, it will be starting November 30th, and it's I believe it's every Wednesday in the Monday month of... Monday and Wednesday. Oh, Monday and Wednesday. Monday evenings through Zoom, Wednesday during the day. If you flip to the other side, uh, it has the information So on the, the very, one. very last page. So you have two different options. All right, so either a Zoom one on Mondays or in-person Wednesdays? Wednesday, yeah. On Wednesdays. Harvest dinner. Thank you so much to everybody that volunteered to help. We had a huge success this year, so thank you, thank you. Especially to David. <laughs> Yay, David. All right, in addition to the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it's also National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, we are partnered with um, the Catherine Cobb Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Shelter in Adrian. So if you or anybody that you know need help, please feel free to reach out to them in the numbers in your bulletin. After church today, we have the Pumpkin Path event for kids. Woohoo! From 12.30 to 2 o'clock. Even if you don't have kids, feel free to stick around. I've already seen a couple of cuties running around in their costumes. So feel free, hang around, check it out. And, and some kind of maybe special prize, if anyone can guess what I am dressed as, because I am currently wearing my costume. You might have to get a little bit closer to see what's on my shirt. All right, also this year we have our annual craft show. We are still looking for crafters, and I know there's a lot of people in the congregation that are crafty, so we still need you to step on up to the plate. If you don't want an entire table yourself, that's okay. Feel free just to donate one or two handmade items. That way we can keep those at our table that we have for the church. 
the Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child. This is still happening this year. I know we talked a little bit about it uh, last week on Sunday. So if you missed last Sunday, we have boxes available to pack a lot of different supplies in for kids overseas and uh, some toys. But I'm going to have Dottie come on up and talk a little bit more in detail about it. I just wanted to let everybody know that we were at Walmart yesterday and their school supplies are insanely discounted. They had backpacks for like a dollar, um, 12 pack of dry, dry erase markers for like a dollar, folders 10 cents. I mean, it was crazy. So if you head on over to Walmart, they have good deals. And Adrian. If you weren't here uh, last week and you need one of these pamphlets for Samaritan's Purse, if you turn on your lights or a box, Dodie and I will be around and we'll deliver them to you personally. The, we also have a personal shopper here. Uh, and I want her just to come up because you didn't see her. Some of you, everybody knows Sue, but some people just don't because, but she, she is a busy lady, but she has volunteered to be a personal shopper. If you would like to do a box but don't want to shop and, and run around and get these, this stuff, she'll be glad to do it for you. Give her some moolah and she'll take care of it. If you can't take care of the... Uh, Postage, we'll find a way. Do a box. Thanks. All right. Thank you, ladies. So just remember, turn on the car, your car lights if you need more information. If you need a box, if you need a pamphlet, just flick on your headlights, and we'll come around and make sure you're all, all situated. All Saints Day is Sunday, November 1st. So at 3 o'clock p.m., we're going to be holding a memorial service to honor the loved ones who passed away this year. If you were somebody that has lost a loved one this year, please reach out to Pastor Michael. The Clinton United Church of Christ, they're also going to be hosting their annual Senior Citizens Thanksgiving Turkey Dinner this year. Uh, they are doing takeout only, so you can stay in your own car. They'll come out and bring it to you. The nice thing is that it is free. You do not have to pay anything. You do not have to be needy or, or you know, low income or anything to qualify. It is free. So feel free. Give Jim Pittman a call. His number is on the bulletin, and he can get you hooked up. We have new email addresses. So thank you, Pastor Michael. <laughs> All right, with those new email addresses, we have a couple of different accounts set up, whether you have a general email, like address change, questions. We also have a separate email just for prayer requests. Um, if you have a prayer request and wish to remain private, you can email Pastor Michael at his personal email as well. And speaking of prayer requests, a couple of individuals that we really want to point out this week would just be Bob Gieske's brother-in-law, Dick, passed away on Monday. So keep Bob and his family in your prayers. Mary Rushlow is waiting for answers with a medical condition. Diana Quigg had foot surgery and is home recuperating. Uh, she still appreciates calls and cards or any sort of encouragement you can give her, though. Uh, Luis Padon's cousin's daughter, Terry, has been diagnosed with lung cancer, and she's currently in the ICU in Florida. Uh, her son also still needs prayers for his medical conditions as well. Marilyn Randall, she's not doing well, and unfortunately she's headed for towards the end of her life. Lois Hall, she's recuperating from her fall here at church, but can keep her in your prayers for a quick recovery still. And... 
As a reminder, if you have any prayer requests yourself, feel free to email uh, the church, Pastor Michael, uh, even Sheila, um, whether it's prayer requests or even any announcements that you'd like us to announce on Sundays. Anything else? Yep, got one more thing here. Uh, craft show signs. Anybody that normally puts out signs uh, for all of our different events, uh, talk to Linda. She has craft show signs that you can put up in your yard to help advertise our current event coming up. Oh, Kim just reminded me of something awesome. On Saturday, don't forget to turn your clocks back. You get an extra hour of sleep. Woohoo! Unless you have kids, you don't get the yeah, extra hour yeah, of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at this time, please join me in the call to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. O oh Lord, we cry out for your help. Faithful all disappeared from humanity. All around us the wicked prowl and lies are spread. But we know, O oh Lord, that you will protect us. We will put our faith in you, O oh God. To protect us from the monsters of evil. All right, and at this time, please join us in the opening hymn, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. It's on page 150, I'm sorry, 514 in your hymnal. Draw. 
please join me in the opening prayer. King of kings and Lord of lords, we know that none are above you, O God. Even when the enemies we face are as tall as mountains and as threatening as the end of our world, we know that you will be with us. You are our champion, O God, and we ask you to bless us with your presence here as we lift to you our praises and thanksgiving. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. And let's continue on with the next hymn, Just As I Am Without One Plea, hymn number 357.
Please join me in our prayer of illumination. Holy God, you have the words of eternal life. By your Holy Spirit, let your words pierce our darkness, strengthen our faith, and illumine our witness for you. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes from Proverbs chapter 10, verses 27 through 32. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous ends in gladness, but the expectation of the wicked comes to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold for the upright, but destruction for evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not remain in the land. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. The word of God for the people of God. And you thanks, say, thanks be to God. Our God has bestowed us with favor and honor through Christ, who has given us the words of eternal life. From this fullness, let us now offer our gifts of thanksgiving in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We will now collect our offering. Should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven home? When Though by the path he leads 
If you would join me in singing our doxology. God, we give you thanks for Christ, the bread from heaven, through whom we offer these gifts. Endow these gifts with your power that they may express your steadfast love and impart your sustaining strength to all of those in need. Amen. I invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer. In addition to the people we already mentioned, I also want to lift up the family of Dick Saylor. His younger brother Arnold passed away uh, earlier this week, so please keep them in your prayers. Holy God, we come before you today a thankful people because you are a loving and grace-filled God. You bless us in so many ways, even so many beyond our understanding or comprehension. 
And we give you thanks for the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, that secured our salvation and offer of grace. Lord, we are thankful for the opportunity to celebrate different milestones in our lives, anniversaries, birthdays, all of those different things. And even though we can't maybe celebrate them in the ways that we're normally used to because of this pandemic, we are still thankful for the opportunity to acknowledge them. God, we also bring to you the things that weigh heavily upon our hearts and minds as you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer. There are so many who are struggling right now, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally, whether fighting illness or injury, dealing with this, this virus or cancer or some other issue. God, there are many who are struggling because of domestic violence, where a home is not a safe place. God, we lift all of these people to you and pray not only for your healing touch and intervention, but that you would help empower us to also help in the healing and intervention. We give you thanks and ask that you watch over all of our doctors and nurses and surgeons and lab technicians and research scientists and all of the amazing people that work so hard to help keep us healthy. And we lift up all of the counselors and therapists and social workers and so many others who are doing so much to try and help to end domestic violence and help those who have become victims of domestic violence. God, we, we also lift up the many people who are sacrificing so much to keep us safe in our world from our armed forces and military personnel to our police officers and firefighters to our EMTs and first responders and so many others. God, we ask that you would guide them in their words and actions, lead them in their hearts and minds, help keep them safe and strong. And God, for those that are so far away from us right now, we pray that they might be able to return home soon and that that might be a sign of the beginning of an end to conflict in this world. God, we see so much conflict everywhere we turn, whether in our own cities or counties or states or our nation or other nations across this globe, and we lift up all people to you. We also ask that you would touch the hearts and minds of the leaders of the many nations of this world Help them to find ways to come together to work for peace and the betterment of all humanity and creation, not just a select few. Also, touch our hearts and minds as the global population to show others love and grace and mercy and patience, especially during this very challenging time of a global pandemic. Help us to see one another as you see us as beloved children of God, that we might find ways to be a shining light in the darkness for others when they are struggling. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you today in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is our time for our youth and children. So if our youth and children would like to come forward for a message for them, 
Um, you are, in court, of course, also invited to listen. And since you are all children of God, you are also welcome to come forward. Um, and we have suckers at the end. Um, but if you want a sucker, you do have to come forward. All right, how are you guys doing today? Everybody awake? Are you guys excited for our pumpkin patch fun later? Awesome, you guys look so cool. I love the costumes I am singing, seeing, yeah. What? You know what you're gonna be for Halloween. Okay, yes, all right, so do you guys know about dragons. Have you guys ever seen one of the movies like How to Train Your Dragon? And th and those dragons, for the most part, they're pretty nice, right? They're not? But some of them are nice, right? Yeah. Have you guys, I'm guessing you probably haven't ever seen Pete's dragon. That's probably not. Not one that you guys will have seen. I don't, don't know if that's streaming on Disney Plus or not right now. Peach Dragon was a dragon that I grew up with. And Peach Dragon was very friendly. And he was very helpful. And he was a good friend to Pete. But, like you guys said, some dragons are scary. Some dragons are not very nice. And later... Yeah, and later I'm going to I'm going to talk to the adults about a very very scary dragon. It's a dragon that tried to go into heaven and cause trouble. That's not good. But you know what? God has an army of angels. And you know who leads the army? It's an archangel. Do you know what his name is? What's his name? I'll give you a hint. He has the same name as me. Except, well, yeah, not, <laughs> his name is Michael. He's an archangel, which means he's one of the biggest and strongest, and he's the leader of the angels. And he leads God's army of angels against the dragon, and he wins. And they take care of the dragon, and everything gets better. And not only is that a cool story and would make a really cool movie, I'll have to add that to my to-do list, um, but... 
It's a reminder that no matter what scary things come, no matter how big they are, no matter how crazy they may seem, God is with us. And God will and God will always watch over us and God has an army of angels that can protect us. How does that sound? Does that sound pretty good? All right. It is a touch chilly, so I want you guys to uh, help me with one quick thing, and then you can get your suckers and go to Sunday school, okay? We need to help the adults with the Lord's Prayer. Can we do that? All right, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Awesome. Good job. Go get some suckers. All right. Let us prepare for the Lord's coming by putting aside our fears and repenting of our sins. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Loving God, we come to you weary and beaten down by the evils that spread through our world. We have succumbed to the pressures and false promises that surround us. We have fallen short of the perfection that you require of us. But we remember your son, Jesus Christ, who defeated death and sin to save your creation. We ask you now that we be granted that forgiveness that he sacrificed himself to secure. Amen. Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession.
Children of God, fear not. The grace of God appears, bringing salvation to all. Our sins are forgiven. It is the will of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity and to purify for himself a people of his own, zealous for good deeds, all to the glory of God, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if you could please join with me in our affirmation of faith. I believe in God, God the, the Father, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our second scripture reading comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, Thanks be to God. And we will continue with hymn number 308, Thine Be the Glory.
Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Revelation, Revelation, chapter 12, verses 3 through 4a, which means the first half of verse 4, and then we continue at verses 7 through 9. Then another portent appeared in heaven, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but they were defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. This is the word of God for the people of God, and you all say, thanks be to God. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Awesome and all-powerful God, we are here in your presence today praying for your help. We ask for you to free our minds from distractions. We ask that you would free our hearts from what weighs upon them. And we ask that you would free us from the fears that dominate our lives so that we can be fully in this moment now with you as we listen to your message. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, well, it's the final week of our sermon series in October, Things That Go Bump in the Bible. And our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Revelation. 
And it tells us about a seven-headed dragon. Now, I need to tell you that I have preached this series before. It's one of my favorites. And the first time I preached this sermon, I had just given a children's message about baptism and being family, because that day we had a baptism. How could we possibly connect these two concepts? How does the baptism of a small child, or even a fully grown adult for that matter, coincide with the supposed threat of the apocalypse and a rampaging seven-headed dragon? Well, let it be said that I like a challenge. Let's start with going back to our reading from that book, the very last book in our Bible, the book of Revelation. Now, that book is one of the most theologically contested sections of the Christian Bible. There are some people who feel very strongly that it outlines without question what the end times will be, what exactly will happen. There are others that feel it describes the rise and fall of the Roman Empire in relationship to the Jewish people and Christian followers of the day. There are still others that feel that this is nothing more than the ramblings of an isolated and exiled man who began to lose his grip on reality and wrote down the dreams and hallucinations that he began to experience. Did you know that the book of Revelation was not included in the original group of texts for the Bible? It was not a part of the original canon. During the Council of Nicaea, which is when everybody got together to figure out what was going to be in the Bible, what was considered true or right, it was not part of that original group. It was added several years later during another gathering of faith leaders. Now, regardless of whether you take the passages in this book as literal truth, theological interpretation, or just some crazy stories, there is a lot of value here for everyone, regardless of where you may fall on the theological spectrum. Let's go back to the reading again. Then another portent appeared in heaven, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. So like I told our, our young people this morning, we're not talking about the kind of dragon that you might see in uh, some of the Disney movies, although I would argue that the dragon from Sleeping Beauty is rather scary, or probably the scariest of their creations. Um, this dragon isn't even as scary or dangerous as the dragons in one of my favorite movies called Reign of Fire, which is a fantasy action film that is one of the worst movies ever made, and it's a riot. It's a not supposed to be funny, but it really is. Um, and that's a time where dragons have taken over the earth and humans are hiding in fear. That's still not as bad as what we're talking about from Scripture today. No, we're talking about a huge, monstrous creature with seven heads. Seven! And ten horns! And then a crown on each of his heads. And, like I said again with the kids, this isn't like what we find in How to Train Your Dragon. We read about how its tail knocked a third of the stars of heaven down to earth. I want to say that again. A third of the stars of heaven were knocked down by its tail. I have an immensely powerful imagination. 
And I am still not sure I can even begin to fathom what that would look like. This is some serious power and a very real threat to humanity and creation. This thing, this seven-headed dragon, it's not messing around. This is without question one creature I would not want to cross paths with. But as we continue to read, we find hope and salvation that we have in God. It continues that war broke out in heaven and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back but were defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. So we find that God's army of angels is not only able to defeat the dragon, but also the dragon's army of his own angels. So victory is secured, right? So it's, everything's good, all is well, the threat's been neutralized, and happy ending. We can all go live happily ever after in joy and peace, playing music on harps and lyres and lutes, just like a Disney cartoon or some fairy tale story, right? Good times. Well, not exactly. You see, if we were to read on in that section of scripture, we would see that the battle continues down here on earth. And there is a lot, lot more to come. The dragon continues to attack. And verse 17 goes on to tell us that the dragon was angry, shocker, and went off to make war on those who keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. Well, guess what, folks? That's us. That is all Christians in the world. The dragon is now focusing its anger and its attack against people like us who claim Christ and are in relationship with God. But there are some things that we claim in our faith tradition that bring us hope. We believe in an all-powerful God that loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. We have read here that God's angels, his army of angels, can defeat this great dragon. And we know we are not alone to fend for ourselves. God is with us. Let's take a few moments to step away from the scary dragon running around eating people and spraying fire for a moment. And I want to take a look at our theology of baptism. When I say our theology, I mean the United Methodist Church theology that we all claim when we are in this space together worshiping as well as when we are out in the world. I know many of you have already been baptized and I'm guessing that for the large majority it probably happened when you were very young and you might not remember much of it or maybe even any of it. But regardless of when it may have happened for you, some particularly important things are recognized as happening in that moment. One of those things is that we claim a new identity. When we become Christians, we are said to be putting on Christ. And baptism is a celebration of this new identity in Christ. That is why we start the baptism vows with renouncing the evil and sin of the world and then move on to pledging our loyalty to Christ. Another thing that is happening during this time is that we are entering into a covenant with God. But this covenant isn't initiated by us through our pledge of loyalty. Instead, it's initiated by God. And that is recognized through the words that we would say in the liturgy, the Holy Spirit works within you, that being born through water in the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. 
Baptism is just the beginning of our relationship with God. It is one of the doorways through which we enter into our relationship with God. And I say one of the doorways because there are more than just one. In the United Methodist Church, we do not believe that you must be baptized to be saved. But we do believe that baptism is a gift of God's grace that we receive as part of the journey of salvation. So those who have not had the opportunity to be baptized or don't even know about it, they are not lost. And the God that we claim in our faith and our theology is one that I believe to be a God of love. It's because of God's love that God invites us to be baptized and be in relationship with God. It is because of God's love that Christ came to suffer, die, and resurrect after defeating sin and death. That love wrote a new covenant and established us all as children of God. So what does the seven-headed dragon that we read about in our scripture reading have to do with the baptismal covenant with God? Well, if we look at both situations, we find two separate examples of the same thing, God's love. We find God's love in the battle against this evil dragon, and we find God's love in the covenant of baptism. And I think that some would argue that the covenant that we enter into through our baptism is not only recognized in the moments when this dragon attacks, but it is upheld when God retaliates against the dragon and defeats it. Now that is not to say that those who have not been baptized would not be saved from the attack and the wrath of this dragon. As I mentioned before, baptism is not required for salvation, but the covenant covenant is upheld in that moment. That also assumes that that moment will come in the way that we read about it here. The truth is we really don't know what's going to happen in the end in terms of this world. For that matter, we don't know when the end of this world may come. Many people have tried over time to determine when the world would come to an end, and so far, we're all still here, so nobody's been right yet. They have tried everything from mathematical equations to finding hidden codes somewhere in Scripture, and nobody's gotten it right, so I'm not too worried about it. And the other reason I'm not too worried about it is because we have in Scripture affirmation in the Gospel of Matthew where it says, But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son but only the Father. So no matter how hard people are trying to decide when this is all coming to an end, none of us really know, only God. But what we do know, or rather we believe we know through our faith, is that our God loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. We know that because of what we find in scriptures. We know that because we believe that Christ came to this world became human and divine, and then suffered, died, and resurrected after defeating sin and death. God made that sacrifice because God loves us and because we matter to God. We know God continues to love us through the blessings that we receive every day. We know God continues to love us in those moments in our lives that we feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we close this series about monsters and the scary things we find in the Bible, I really hope that you've come away with some 
important lessons and maybe new ideas about our God and our faith. We talked about monsters in our dreams. We've talked about monsters of the unknown. We talked about our fears and where they really come from. And today we talked about one of the evilest creatures in the scriptures, the seven-headed dragon. But we've also talked about God's love. We've talked about God's protection. We talked about being in relationship with God and trusting God. And today we talked about the new covenant that God invites us to through our baptisms. We have talked about just how powerful God's love is, how it stretches to all humanity and all creation. In every dark place, we still find God's love. In every scary moment, we still find God's love. It is my sincerest hope that these past four weeks have given you some new perspective on the fears in your life, the scary things in this world. I hope that you maybe have found some new strength in God to stand up against those scary things. I hope that you have maybe found some new levels of trust in God to go into those dark places in your world knowing that God's eternal light will guide your way and always be at your side. And as I always do, or at least tend to do, I want to leave you with a challenge for when you head out from this space today. And that challenge is one I know that will be scary for some of you, but it is a very, very important one. I want you, when you go from here, to share what you have discovered about God and fear with someone else in your life. Share it with someone who may be facing their own scary situations. Share it with someone who is living in fear in their life. Share it with the person that you think maybe needs to hear it the most. Because that is what we have been charged with doing. As United Methodists, we claim our mission to be make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of this world. And it is through sharing these messages in our faith that we accomplish that mission. It is a mission that we must always, always, always lead with love and do it in a caring way. We can't beat people over the head with it. We've got to acknowledge that everyone has their own context, their own life experience, and we need to find ways to share God in a loving way because we are sharing God's love. Fear-mongering and coercion are never appropriate methods. That is not what Jesus did, and that is not what we are called to do. But we are called to go out with God's love as our guide, share it with all that you encounter, in all that you say and all that you do, be a beacon of God's love, mercy, and grace to the world and enlighten a dark space for someone else and let them do the same for you. Amen. If you would join me for our last song, number 533, We Shall Overcome, we're just going to sing the first verse and we're going to sing it twice. Shall overcome.
Just a quick reminder again, next week we will have communion, so please bring your own Jesus if you are able. And the daylight savings time switch. Beloved children of the Most High God, the living God gives you strength. The Lord Jesus Christ feeds you with his flesh and blood. The Holy Spirit fills you with life. You are blessed by the Holy Trinity. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of God's power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm as you boldly proclaim the gospel of peace in word and deed. Go and serve the Lord. Amen.